Welcome back to the Lady Heather Show, where I talk about my life so you can forget about yours. You know what? I was going to try something. I I saw there was something you could do on your phone to, like, isolate noise. Um, because, can you hear that crinkling? I'm doing my hair and I have plastic wrap over my head, so I apologize for any unnecessary crunching that you hear. Um, I come to you today super freaking excited because I'm getting more plastic surgery tomorrow. Um, okay, so if you listen to the If I Die Before I Wake podcast, which I kind of need to name this one that again, I'll come up with something clever and you know, when we get there. Oh wait, hold on, let's open our Red Bull. Sugar-free, of course, of course, of course. Hi. Um, yeah, we'll wait for our first yawn before we take a sip. Um, okay. So if you listen to my podcast before about my surgery, um, I'm not going to go into it, but I did a tummy tuck. I used the tissue from my tummy tuck to rebuild my breasts. I hate calling them breasts, but boobs sounds wrong too. So I don't know what to call them. Um, but to rebuild my breasts and I had my implants taken out and then I had some lipo on my thighs and my stomach and probably my back too, like just to, you know, curve things up. And then I did um, a laser skin tightening treatment. I don't know what that was called, but they did that in surgery, like at the same time. And that was a fucking rough, that was definitely the toughest surgery that I've ever had. I've had three C-sections. I've had, I think that was my fourth boob job. Uh, Yeah, I think that was my fourth boob job. What else have I done? I've had my appendix out. Um, but that that was definitely the toughest recovery. I honestly can't even remember the pain now. I remember feeling incredible amounts of pain. Like I remember waking up in the hospital after the 12 hours and realizing because I was supposed to, it was supposed to be an overnight, you know, I was supposed to have an overnight after my surgery to stay at the hospital to kind of recover a little bit before I had to go home. And because my surgery went from, I don't know if it was supposed to be six or eight, I think it was supposed to be eight hours and it went 12 hours. I felt like they kicked me out of the hospital so fucking fast because, you know, I didn't get as much like recovery time because the surgery took so long. And um, so you're laying in the bed in excruciating pain, right? And then you have to sit up and hobble over to a recliner chair and that was honest to god one of the hardest things i've ever done in my life physically it was horrendous um but i can't you know how you can remember how something tastes or something smells or something feels like i remember i i know what it feels like to have um an epidural in my back like i i can remember that feeling for some reason maybe it's trauma Maybe that's why I can't remember that pain. Um, but I feel like this surgery is going to be a fucking breeze. But that's my personality. I go into everything thinking everything is going to be amazing, easy breezy, no big deal. So I think that works for me. I feel like, I feel like that's a better way to live. By the way, I have two co- co-hosts today. I have Snoopy. Snoopy, say hi. That's right. And then we got a new little kitten. His name is Fox. 
well, he's not going to be out for you, but he's so fucking cute and curious and sweet. He was supposed to be a barn cat, but ended up being an indoor cat because Steve married Heather and Heather loves cats and cats are inside cats. Okay. Anyway, so I can't remember the pain, but I really feel like this is going to be no big deal. So with them, with uh, Dr. Boutros, Dr. Sean Boutros of My Plastic Surgeons in Houston, um, whenever he did the reconstruction of my breasts, I knew that there may be a chance of a revision needed just because it's such a... Um, it's an intense surgery and they're adding tissue to places and there was a lot of trouble like with the blood flow. You got to go back and listen to that episode. Well, I don't I don't remember recovery episode. I'm sure I talk all about it. Um, but I knew almost not right away but soon after that I would need a revision and we didn't know if I was going to have to go under for it or not. And even this last time when in when I went in for my um last post-op um he was I'm like do I have to go under and he was kind of deciding I'm like no 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 I'm fine put me under because there's other stuff I want to do so he's not charging me um for the revision of course and then um I'm getting some scar revision like on my um tummy tuck line there's something called dog ears just like on the ends of scars sometimes they kind of poke out a little bit and so he's going to revise those and then I have he tried to save my lion tattoo on um, my right side on my boob and he needs to it kind of dog ear too because he was trying to save the tattoo I'm like forget about that tattoo so all of that had to be done He's not charging me for his work, but I do have to pay for the operating room and for the anesthesia. So I'm already in there, okay? And I would say, I don't know if it's been a year or six months. I feel like it hasn't been that long, but I noticed that my upper eyelid skin is like so wrinkly. And because I get Botox on my forehead, my eyebrows don't move, but when I... um frown you can see all the wrinkles of my loose skin above my eyelids it's not like I have super heavy eyelids that like lay over maybe a tiny bit but you would never really notice that you really notice it when I make expressions which I do 24 7 okay so I had already broken that to Steve that I wanted to get that done so I talked to him about it and then um he brought up to me because I had talked to him before about um, my profile and like the fat under my chin. And so he brought up this time the lipo under my chin. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, a laser treatment on my face and neck called Profound. It's, a, it's similar to Morpheus 8, but Morpheus 8, you have to do multiple sessions. This, you only have to do one session. And it says it lasts anywhere, I think, from three to five years, but... Dr. Boutros said that he does it every year just to like keep his skin tight and keep, well, he recommends doing it to keep facelifts at bay and bitch, you know, I'll be getting a facelift. And my idea of taking care of myself is doing things slightly before it becomes bad enough that they need to get done. And I use need in the loosest way possible. I'm not trying to offend anyone here. We know that housewives and plastic surgery are my sport okay I love this I've I've said that I was going to get plastic surgery for as long as I 
could think as long as I can remember after having kids I'm like yeah I want everything put back and yeah I I just enjoy taking care of myself this morning I had a talk with the girls I'm like well Stella I think Tori doesn't care and doesn't think anything I think Stella's like mommy you're already so beautiful I'm like I know I know I'm beautiful right now I'm fucking gorgeous I was beautiful before I got any of this work done I was beautiful when I had long hair I was beautiful before I had tattoos I'm like this is just my thing I just like doing things she's like getting a lot of work done I said yeah yeah that's exactly it I like tattoos I like modifications it's fun I see myself as a beautiful piece of art and I like changing when I want to change like I fucking love it and I, I don't have the fear that maybe I should have about going in for surgery and dealing with the pain. Like, I just feel like it's going to be no big deal. And before you know it, the pain is over and you are left with like this beautiful gift of change. That's the same way I feel about tattoos. And I mean, anything. I, ugh, I love it. I'm so excited. But I also love, like, I think I love surgery. I love being in the hospital. I love being taken care of. And this surgery center, my plastic surgeons. So Dr. Boutros, his office is literally a door away from the surgical center. Um, like they're on the same floor, doors next to each other. Um, and so that's where all of those patients go to get their surgery done. And I just, they, the staff was so incredible. I feel so taken care of, so loved, so, I don't know. And I think because I'm paying them and this is their job to take care of me and I just don't feel guilty that they're having to bring me things, ice chips, warm blankets. I just feel so happy. And it was the same way with C-sections. Like C-sections are so fucking fun. I love the excitement of going in the operating room. I love talking to the doctors, the whole, the doctor and the nurses the whole time. I love the excitement of the baby coming out and crying. I love everything getting shut back up. I, I love watching my body change post C-section. Like I love everything about it all, everything, which I know is not the norm, but I love it. So I have no fear. Okay. What, what else? Yeah. So I'm getting, um, uh, the upper bluff surgery, which is the loose skin on the top of my eye. I'm um, getting that taken off. I'm getting lipo under my neck and skin tightening on my face and neck. But I asked the nurses if I could do that treatment because it's a micro needling laser. I guess I don't I don't fully understand but um over tattoos because you know I have neck tattoos and they said yes I can do it but god I keep reading that you shouldn't do that over tattoos just because it can cause blistering fading of the tattoos like as far as my body tattoos go the things that I do to modify my body I'm not worried about tattoos getting messed up or whatever but my neck and my face uh yeah that that concerns me. I want to make sure that we're not messing with anything there. So I've consented for everything. I've signed all my forms. And so then before um, operation tomorrow, I'll just talk to him and um, see what he says. But I really feel like I shouldn't do it. So I'm going to listen to my gut on that, I think. We'll see after I talk to him tomorrow. Also, um, my my waist to hip ratio he feels like is a bit extreme and he 
you know, asked me if I wanted to take some of the fat just off the outside of my hips to smooth it so it's not so, he said, Betty Boop. I'm like, okay, old school. Um, And I know he said it's just a little cartoonish looking, like how extreme it looks. And I know that he's right. I know that it is not natural looking, the waist to hip ratio, but I fucking love it. Every time I'm like looking in the mirror and I'm holding my hips in a little bit to make it like a more smooth transition, it just makes me feel sad. Like I feel beautiful and my body feels different right now. It doesn't feel like everybody else's. It feels different and special. And I feel like if he took that fat off of it, it would, I don't know, it wouldn't make it feel special to me. And I can always remove more fat later. That's my theory on things. And you can do like, um, lipo now without going under. So if I ever decided that I wanted, there's, there's a fucking yawn. There it is. Okay. Let me take a sip of rebel. Let me take two sips so I could try not to yawn again. Cause you know, once I start, mm. wait, Steve's coming in. Hello. Are you casting the pod? I am casting the pod. What do you have? Is everything good? You talk to your doctor? Do you like her? Yeah. Amazing. She's like she's like the well, where is she? She's wonderful. I have a doctor. Have you heard? But. Okay. Okay, Steve. I got to go. Bye. <laughs> Kick him out. Damn it, Steve. Now I can't remember what I was talking about. Cupcakes. Get out of here. Um. Fuck. Oh, yeah. If I ever want to do, you know, lipo later or take more fat out later, that's no big deal. One thing I will never do again, will never say never, but I don't think I will, is a fat transfer. So a while back, a, a long, not a long time ago, I mean, a few years ago, I got a BBL. So I was going in to get a breast lift. It was after I had Teddy and um, my skin is just so fucking thin. And I think that like my body was starting to not like the implants. And so my implants just kept falling. Oh, fuck. I'm so sorry. I do this when I'm in the car too. There are certain things that just make me on, like being in the car and podcasting. Um, but I went in to get a lift. And I think at that time she was putting mesh in because we had already done another lift like two months prior and the implants fell again. And so we were putting mesh and then lifting them again. And then literally the morning of surgery, when she walked in and, you know, right before, and this doctor, her surgical rooms were literally attached to her office. So they were, and it was, it's just her. There were no other um, operating doctors there. It was like, it felt like nip tuck. You know what I mean? Like big glass um, operating rooms, like super modern, super beautiful, but it was just us. Um, And I told her that I wanted to take, because I was getting some lipo on my stomach and Steve had mentioned, he's like, well, if you're getting the fat taken out, why not do something with it? Put it in your ass. I'm like, okay. So the morning of surgery, (laughs) I asked her if we could do it. And what do you call it? I called an audible and I said, bitch, put that fat in my ass. And so we did. Um, But of course, I didn't research anything. I didn't research how dangerous fat transfers can be. And now knowing better, I don't think I'll be transferring fat anywhere. We'll just, you know, Dr. Boutros did an amazing job with the tissue 
um, transplant, I guess, or tissue moving and working with that. And that I think is a much more technical surgery, but I think it's less risky as far as complications afterwards. So I don't think I'll be doing that again. So let's just leave my fat where it's at right now. And then we could suck it out later if I want to. But okay, so one of my friends is coming here. She's coming tonight. She lives in Houston. So she's coming here tonight after work. She's going to spend the night. We're going to wake up and at 6.15 a.m., we need to be on the road back to Houston. She's going to drive me, drop me off at the surgery center. I have to be there at 9.15. My surgery is scheduled, I guess, for 10. That doesn't seem long enough. I don't know. I don't know. I have to be there at 9.15. I know that. So, um, and then the surgery, uh, he thinks, will take... So, sorry. Don't you wish I edited? Too bad. The surgery will take like three to four hours. I'm probably going to say four just because, you know, throw that in there. And then my friend's going to pick me up. She's going to drop me off at another friend's house, Drew, my old neighbor. I'm going to spend the night with her. And um, then Friday morning, my friend, her name is Michelle. She's driving me. She's going to pick me back up on Friday. She's going to have her little, her youngest son with her. And she's going to drive me back to Wimberley and spend the weekend with us. And the reason that I'm doing such a quick turnaround is because it's Tori's birthday weekend. And squeezing this in on her birthday weekend does kind of suck, but it just worked out with everything in the holidays. And I just want my left boob to be a tit, like my right tit. You know, I have a boob and a tit. I want two tits. These two perfect, perky little handfuls. That's what I want. I was, I've been waiting for recovery. He made me wait so long because of the complications in surgery that he had, like connecting the blood vessels. He wanted to wait till everything healed beautifully before he did any revision. So I feel like I've been waiting long enough. I'm so ready to get this done. So Tori's birthday is on Saturday. And so... Saturday, I'm not going to be going anywhere. I'm going to look insane. My face is going to be swollen from the laser treatment. I'm going to have a chin bra on and um, I'm going to have stitches on my eyes and my face is going to, did I just say my face is, sorry, I got distracted. I was looking at my HEB notifications. Um, my face is going to be swollen from the microneedling laser, the profound treatment. And so, yeah, I, I won't be going anywhere in public, I think for like a week. Um, but I do have to go back for my first post-op four days later. So on Monday, Steve, I think is going to drive me back. I thought I was, I thought I assumed my post-op was going to be one week after. Oh my God. And, um, I was planning to drive myself, but at four days post-op, uh, driving three hours is, I don't know. That's a bit much. I don't want to do that. But I'm super, 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 super excited. Um, I'm not scared of dying at all. In general, I'm not scared of death. I'm a little scared of how I will die one day because I hope it's like the most peaceful, easy, breezy thing ever. I don't assume that that's how it's going to happen, but I'm not afraid of death. I think when I die, it's not an ending. It's a new beginning and it's something beautiful and unknown. And I think it's going to be incredible. What I do feel sad about, and I was telling Stephen this, like I'm not scared to die at all. Like if I die on that table, I've died when I was asleep and I'm waking up in 
heaven or on the other side. Like, I'm good. I'm solid. What I feel bad about is not being here for my girls. And Steve's like, uh, and me? I'm like, well, yeah, you too. But you're going to be fine. Like, Steve would be fine. It would just break my heart to not build more of a relationship with my girls and to not be there for them and see them through everything. Like losing my mom at 23, that still felt way, way, way too young for her to die and for me to not have a mom. And although our relationship was really strained and she had many, many issues, I still, I oh God, I had a breakdown on Sunday Something happened. We went out to dinner and on the way back, I just was missing my mom so much that I was crying in the car. I'm on Lexapro. I don't cry. I do not cry. Okay. And it just hit me like I miss having somebody, somebody blood related to me that is interested in me, that is curious about me, that thinks I fucking hung the moon, you know? Like, as fucked up as my mom was and as fucked up as our relationship could be, she thought I was incredible and that I could do anything and that I could be anything and was so impressed by me and I feel like she would understand me. Now, well, now I would understand her. I feel like I'm so similar to her, which is really crazy, but... I just wish I had somebody who just loved me the way that a mom ugh, makes me want to cry now. The way that a mom loves her daughter. And I feel like Steven understands me. And I have some friends that understand me well. But there's nothing like that mom truly getting her daughter and rooting for her daughter and being incredibly interested in her daughter. When I'm in a situation and I feel like I'm trying to connect with somebody and I work really hard to connect with somebody and they're not curious about me, they're not asking questions about me, and especially if I really care about them, I, I'm craving for them to ask about me and to want to know me. And when that doesn't happen, it it kills me. It makes me feel like I go back to little girl Heather, like I'm not worth it. I'm not worth getting to know. I'm not, you know... And I just know that if I had my mom, she would be that. And so the the one good thing, if I do die, I mean, hell, I could die while recording this podcast, right? But, you know, when you do things that are exceptionally risky, it makes you think about death a little bit more. And the one good thing I know is that if I do die, I know that my girls will have people like that in their lives. Their grandparents, Stephen's parents, and Stephen... Um, care so much about them and their lives and what they love and what they're interested in and they have people rooting for them so even without me here I know they're going to have that and I know they would be amazing I know they would continue to grow up to be incredible people and I feel like if I did leave this earth tomorrow what I've done and what I've left behind would live with them forever and ever and ever and ever and I feel really good and peaceful about that. But I don't think I'm going to die tomorrow. But if I do, y'all, I'm going to be great. Steve and I have that vacation coming up where we're ending. Um, we're going to New Orleans, Charleston, and the Hamptons. So we're ending in the Hamptons. So I told him this is perfect. If I die, you could just take my ashes. It's like after Thanksgiving. That'll be perfect. You could have the, you know, 
goodbye party here. And then you could take my ashes, maybe with a new girlfriend, and scatter them in the Hamptons, you know, at Montauk, off a rock like I want to. So, you know, everything's going to work out perfectly. But I don't know. I, I look at death differently than I think most people do. And I know that no matter what, my girls and Steve are going to be amazing. My cats would probably miss me the most. Just kidding. But I'm not going to die, so let's not worry. But if I do, let's all make sure that um, Steve finds a new lovely wife. Um, she's going to need to be interesting. I used to think that he would want like a curvy, blonde, stay-at-home you know, mom who loved cooking and serving her husband and yeah, fucking right. No, he needs somebody spicy and interesting and he likes different. So ladies, just get ready to line up. And if you hear from me on um, Instagram, everybody back down. If I'm alive, nobody come a knocking. But if I do die, ladies, let's rally together and let's find the best new wife for him. Okay. Okay, what else? Oh my gosh, y'all, we're getting, well, I think they're already up, Christmas lights on our houses here. So, you know, we have two houses, two cabins, a cabin and a house, whatever you want to call it, right next to each other on this property. So they are covered beautifully, all, not covered, what do you call it? The border of the, fuck. Um, lined, lined. The roofs are lined with beautiful, soft, white, warm bulbs because we do not do white or blue bulbs ever. Blue bulbs are for aliens. If you have daylight bulbs, you're a psychopath. There's no need for that. If you go to any beautiful restaurant or any beautiful hotel, pay attention to the lighting. It's always warm. It's warm. It's not white. When you see white lights, you're in a hospital, you're in Target, you're in the grocery store. That serves a purpose, but it's not for your home. So don't do that. Yeah, Christmas lights, no way. So warm white Christmas lights all around both houses. We have two, I haven't even seen them, two big wreaths um, uh, on, we have fireplaces on our patios like covered patios we have these huge fireplaces so there's two big wreaths on that and then we have a huge flagpole like a giant flagpole in on our property that you can see like when you're driving on this is only going to make sense to locals but if you're driving on 32 there's like an outlook for the devil's backbone and you can see the flagpole from there well we're getting a big christmas tree like we're doing strands of lights to make the flagpole look like a Christmas tree. And um, I think there's going to be 12,000 bulbs. It's insane. It's going to be so beautiful. They're doing that today too. So I know that some people get super sensitive like when, you know, neighborhoods or subdivisions or shopping centers start to put up Christmas stuff too early. But my response to that is fuck off because do you know what it's like to have to decorate multiple places like as a company you only have so much manpower and there's only there's there's a certain window of time so there's going to be people that are on the early end and there's going to be people that are on the late end the early and the late are probably both going to bitch that's too early that's too late the ones in the middle are goldilocks just right but get over it i'm we're not going to start turning on our christmas lights at least i don't think until november 1st but i i just People have to do what they have to do to make their business function properly. So I, I don't get upset about 
um, Christmas stuff. It's not, I can understand why people don't like, like at the stores when they rush Christmas, but people love Christmas and Christmas makes people happy. And some people like to shop for Christmas in October. Like that's okay. If you don't want to shop for it, then don't, you know, but I can see how that would be annoying that everything gets rushed. And every old person says every year it gets shorter and shorter. Christmas stuff comes down earlier and earlier. Shut up and just be happy. If you don't want to celebrate Christmas yet, don't celebrate Christmas, okay? We like to put our Halloween stuff up September 1st, and I like Christmas stuff going up November 1st, so that you have full a full time to celebrate each season. Love it. I'm very excited about Thanksgiving, very excited about Christmas. I'm I might be a little sad that Thanksgiving is over. I mean, Thanksgiving that uh Halloween is almost over. Ooh, I could go out for Halloween and just pretend I could be a mummy <laughs> with my um you know, stitches and stuff wrapped around my face, but I probably won't. I don't think I'll be up for it. Tori and Stella are both going to be like creepy clowns. We went to the Spirit Halloween store in Maybe it was New Braunfels. It was the nicest experience in a Halloween store I had ever been in, ever in my life. I complimented the people when I checked out. There were multiple people checking people out. There were multiple people walking around the store helping you find things. They had tons of sizes of everything. Everything was neat and orderly and put back. Tons of options. I was so impressed. So, so, so impressed. Usually Halloween shopping is gross and stressful. And this was fantastic. So Teddy's going to be Wednesday and the other girls, Stella says they're going to be dancing clowns. So they're going to do creepy makeup. And I'm sure they said they want to put um, a speaker in their little uh, Halloween bag for candy, the little candy bag, and um, have spooky music playing so they could just dance. They're very, very, very excited. Oh, and um, okay, Tori's birthday is October 28th. And one of her gifts that we got her is her own YouTube channel. It's called Tori's World. I think it's very hard to find. Um, the handle is Tori's, no apostrophe, I guess, obviously, Tori's Dash World. And there's a couple other Tori's Worlds, which I was a little sad about because I thought, I don't know why I thought that would be original. But Steve made her her own logo. And unfortunately, because he had to use her iPad to set everything up, she ended up finding her channel. So she's super excited about it because she loves editing videos. She's freaking fantastic at editing videos, little cute videos with her sisters. Like it's, it's shocking how talented she is at 10, almost 10. Um, so yeah, we're encouraging of that. She loves doing it. So, um, for her birthday, I want to get her like her own merch. I want to get her a sweatshirt with Tori's World with her logo on the back and, you know, like a zip up jacket, a t-shirt, maybe get her sister some stuff. And yeah, I think that's probably the biggest present. Um, like the one she's going to love the most. What else? We're going to take her shopping because she wants preppy clothes which is so funny because being preppy do you remember I mean this was a long time ago but being preppy was like a thing you know you wanted to dress preppy well now preppy is definitely like the definition of it has changed like the way that they dress it's not like Gap and J. Crew. it's I don't know it's different um but she wants more clothes and I bought her some 
I guess they're knockoff chucks high tops from Target. They're so cute though, but she wants actual chucks. So we need to get her a couple pair of those, white, black, and um oh she wants to start knitting. You know how you can knit those cute little animals? You know what I mean? And so we got her a kit to do that. She wanted a beading kit, a bead spinner. Have you heard of this? She sent me um a screenshot of what it is and it's supposed to make like making jewelry easier to me it looks like hogwash but whatever it was like 15 bucks I think so got her a bead spinner to make more jewelry what else I got her another pair of shoes I don't know just a bunch of little stuff but we'll probably get her robux whoever owns roblox is rich fucking rich making the value that kids put on things like ooh, i have this it's very rare well it's rare because it costs like a hundred us dollars to have a uh what do you call those people on there what do you call them fuck what is wrong with me a figurine i know that's not the right words i'm i'm blanking but with no leg with only one leg you pay like a million dollars for that. I'm like, that is the dumbest thing in the world. But it's rare, and so everybody wants it. Um, but anyway, she loves it. Oh, I had um, our first parent-teacher conferences at the school district. Let's start with Teddy. She's a fucking rock star. Brilliant. Her teacher said she is the best artist in the class, which she is. She takes after Tori. This girl loves to draw and the detail that she puts into things is unbelievable. Tori is and was the exact same way. Stella, Stella doesn't have time for details. That's not her thing. She likes her, her medium of art and expression is movement and dance and her voice and yeah. But the other two love, love, love drawing. So yeah, Teddy's doing great. She can take any word and count how many syllables it has. Fucking fascinating. I don't know if I learned that till like second grade. Um, she's just doing fantastic and the teacher loves her. Thank God. Stella is doing fantastic. She's all A's. I don't know. I have not listened to podcasts that I made back in 2018. I cringe to think of who I was back then but it, I have I will never remove them because this is part of who I am I have always been myself and this is just part of it but we were worried about Stella because she, we didn't think she was going to be very smart we thought she's charming and lovely but damn like I don't think brains are her or her strong point but she is brilliant. She's Elle Woods fucking brilliant. She seems a little lofty, a little flighty, but she's fucking brilliant. So smart. All A's, doing amazing. Now, she can't sit still in class, but, you know, what are we going to do about that? Of course she can't. Um, but other than that, she's doing fantastic. And Tori is all A's and B's. She's doing amazing. The teacher did say she has a lot of trouble concentrating in class. Like, she daydreams a lot and it's not like she's doing it to be disrespectful or the teacher said I can tell it's not even it's an involuntary thing um but yeah like I have to tell her things I can snap her out of it which I was shocked because that's not like Tori 
Tori can be doing 10 things and listening to Steve and I's conversation and being nosy, asking questions while she's doing all these other things. Like Steve's the same way. Like they can multitask like nobody's business. So I was shocked and the teacher was shocked that I was shocked. So um, talked to all the girls about everything and Tori's had a great week so far. She said she's doing a really good job at focusing and staying focused. So I feel like a proud mom. I felt very nervous for some reason um, going into the to the meetings. Just, I don't know. All the teachers took everything so seriously. I feel like in the past, teachers have been like, yep, Tori's doing great. Everything's great. Do you have any questions for me? I'm like, nope. Okay, great. This was like, even with all A's and everything, the teachers took so much time to talk to me about each kid. Like, it, I don't know. It's really cool. I love this school district. Um, speaking of YouTube, Tori found my YouTube channel and was watching some videos of um, of me and her and Stella. This was way before Teddy was born. Stella was probably a year and Tori was just so impressed and watching the intro to that video, which the I love the intro, Gabe, the guy that used to work for us, did um, all my YouTube videos, like the editing and the intro. And it was just amazing. I look back at that person. I'm like, oh my God, she was such a badass. And now I don't feel that way at all. Like I look at who I used to be as the president of a company. I look, I feel like I was so powerful and made such a big difference and was so incredible. And now I love who I am. I'm much happier, I think, and like more you know, settled within myself, but I don't think I'm a badass anymore. And that makes me a little bit sad. And I don't know if it's just because, you know, we had the company and I was working then, and now I'm a podcasting for free, non-biweekly bum with cats who, you know, I, I don't know. Um, Again, I know that I'm just enjoying life right now and I do want to do more and create more, but I do miss feeling like a badass. But I wonder now if I'm going to look back at my life and feel like I was a badass now. I don't know. I don't know. I hope so. I, I don't know. I just feel like because I'm not putting anything out into the world other than this, which I do fucking love, don't get me wrong, but I only get like three or four hundred listens on average to each podcast I want three or four hundred thousand you know one day which I know I'm not doing myself any good I don't advertise it I don't do it consistently and yeah those two things I mean hello how how sad can I be that my podcast career hasn't taken off when I'm not doing shit but you know what you know what I need to start saying when people say what do you do I need to say I have a podcast and I need to say it proudly now, <laughs> do I get paid? No, not at all. Will I get paid? I don't know. Probably never. But I enjoy doing this. This is kind of my creative outlet. But how creative am I being? I'm just talking. I don't know. But I'm giving something to you. I am connecting with other people in a very personal way, which I feel like art is and should be very personal and connecting with other people. And I'm doing that. It's just not tangible. I like doing tangible things as well. So we'll, we'll, we'll get there. What else is going on in my life? I don't know. I'm sitting here doing my hair. 
I think I wasn't supposed to, well, I didn't ask this time because I'm a bitch and I didn't want to, but I don't think I'm supposed to be self-tanning before um, my surgery. But the self-tanner that I used, okay, I highly, highly, highly recommend the Hawaiian Tropic self-tan foam um, in dark. It is perfect. Um, I was using the One Hour Express from, shit, I don't know, it's like $60 at Ulta for the big bottle. It's too expensive. It works really well, but it is a very intense color when you put it on. And if you don't put it on evenly, like when you wash everything off, everything blends out fine. But if you put it on and then want to go out or run around, you better make sure that shit is rubbed in. And I usually don't put self-tanner on my face. And so like the neckline can be very sharp on where the tan stops. But with this Hawaiian Tropic, which I found it at... um a little grocery store out here. Um, but I haven't been able to find it since not at Target. I haven't been Brookshire Brothers, I say Brookshire Brothers. But um, that tiny little store I found it one time I was really mad at Steve. I remember that we were fighting. I don't remember why. But I remember picking it up even. Yeah, I don't know. I I have feelings and memories of of places so I asked Stephen yesterday because we went and ate Italian food yesterday at our favorite um Italian place in Driftwood I don't know if it's Dripping Springs or Driftwood but near us um it's called Trattoria Lucina Trattoria Lucina I think and um the last time we went there we go there all the time we've been going there all the time for years it's a very nice little romantic um Italian restaurant but we go early with the girls so they can act like fools at the table and it's no big deal but it's like white tablecloth beautiful I couldn't drink a glass of wine yesterday I was so sad but I had iced tea and something about iced tea with one Splenda and one sweet and low and their bread and oil oh my god so good. But anyway, before we went, I'm like, oh yeah, the last time we were there, that was when I was having my um, anxiety attack. Um, we didn't go into the Italian food restaurant, but we went into the winery next door that's kind of attached to it. And I'm like, we need to make a new, I need to make a new memory of that place. And I'm like, do you, do you feel that way, Steve? And he's like, no, not really. Like I can remember if something happened, but it doesn't, like affect anything. And for me, everything has an energy to it. And so the energy of that place was off because of how we left it last time. And so now we've made all new energy. I, whenever I think about going to a place, I think about the energy of the place. And the energy of the place can be something that has happened there like while we were there, or it can be the energy that we brought while we were there, I brought while I was there. And if my energy was off or the energy of that was off, I like to go back and like clean it up. And so um, we did that. What did we get? We got um, a pizza. We got calamari, fried calamari, which was pretty good, but a little chewy, a little chewy, not my favorite calamari. We forgot that the calamari was like that. And then so the bread, so freaking good. <clears throat> Steve had a couple of old fashions. I had my cute, cute, cute iced tea. It was great. And then 
the girls got to play on the playground. They have a really big playground there that's nice. So before we went in and had like a 4.15 p.m. dinner, um, the girls played outside and it was just a lovely afternoon. And so today, today we were putting together a grocery order to pick up because Michelle, the girl who's driving me, um, I wanted to make sure that I have all of her favorite things, her favorite wine, her favorite champagne, her favorite snacks, and I needed to know how she, I know she likes Splenda in her coffee, but I didn't know what creamer she liked, but she drinks the black. But anyway, so we're making a list to pick up things. Plus, Stephen wants to make like spooky Halloween cupcakes with the girls because a while back we at Home Goods we bought these cute Halloween cupcake um they're not foil. They're made of paper. Ooh, I wonder if they're supposed to go in the oven. I need to ask Steve about that. But um, so he's he loves baking with them and like decorating cookies or so he wanted to do that. So we're putting our list together and he's like, what do you want to eat for dinner tonight? I'm like, I want something salty because after my surgery, I have to be on a low sodium diet to uh, so that my swelling doesn't get bad. And I think before, many, many moons ago, like I don't remember a doctor ever being so specific about making sure you're on a low sodium diet before. Um, and so I was really aware of it this time. And I remember eating something really salty for the first time, maybe a few days after my surgery. And fuck, it hurt so bad. Everything felt swollen. My boobs felt so swollen and so sore. It's like, okay, I'm not doing that again. And so I'm like, I want something really salty tonight. He's like, what about grilled chicken? I'm like, oh my gosh. And he's thinking I'm going to say yes. I'm like, fuck off. No way. Are you kidding me? Like, this could be my last meal. I could die on the table tomorrow and you're going to give me fucking grilled chicken? No way. No way. And so we're going to go out to dinner again. I kind of want Mexican food. The Mexican food here is weak compared to Sugarland. Just it's not the same. There are a couple restaurants that are really good. They are not great. They are not weekly go-tos, but they're good. Um, so, but there's, I mean, other than getting sushi because I, you know, bathe in soy sauce, that's like the saltiest thing that I can have. Ooh, maybe that's not good to do before surgery. I should probably look that up. But in my mind, it's like going on a diet. Like I need to... Um, get all my sodium in and I was gonna have a little glass of wine with dinner yesterday but then I had I, I thought about it and I'm like no I, I'm not I'm not gonna do that I'm not gonna do that I had my pre-op call and today and that that like I'm really glad I didn't drink the wine not good to do that she was asking about what supplements I've been on and I forgot that you're supposed to stop all herbal supplements. So let's hope my melatonin and whatever other stupid vitamins I'm on don't kill me. Um, but yeah, so I need something salty and yummy and fatty tonight. Oh my gosh, I'm loving working out so, 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 so much, so much. And my body is changing. It's strong. I have now I know I have cheated my way there. So shut the fuck up. But I've also had three kids. Okay. And multiple surgeries. So to be in a place right now where I feel so strong. It feels amazing. Amazing. And even though the gym that I go to is filthy. I love it. I love working out. The people there are not creepy. 
you know, because some gyms you feel like as a woman, unfortunately, you feel creeped out. This place, I do not feel creeped out and my body is looking incredible. And so usually when there's an opportunity, like when I get sick, I'm like, bitch, I'm not going to eat. If I'm not hungry, I'm going to starve myself so I can lose 10 pounds or five pounds or two pounds, you know? But this time I'm going into it like I do not want to lose the muscle I've gained. So I want to make sure that I'm eating a ton of protein to keep as much muscle as I can. I feel sad that I'm going to kind of be starting over. Um, but I have to realize that it can't be as bad as it was the last time because the last time I was out of shape, I had not been working out at all for months and months and months and months, maybe years. No, I mean, maybe a year, whatever, a long time. And I had major 12-hour surgery that ripped up my core and my chest. And so hopefully getting back into things and getting back into the gym won't be as bad this time. I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope. But either way, I'm going to put in the work and I'm going to fucking kill it. And it just feels really good to do that for myself. I feel really good. And like I've said, like after this surgery, I don't feel like I'm a fucking hot bitch. I'm so hot. Look at my big booty. I don't feel that way at all. Like after all of this surgery, I just feel completely neutral. Again, I think I've said this before. I feel like I blend into the crowd. I feel like I'm not insecure. I don't feel like everybody's looking at me, which is the dumbest thing to say because of course everybody's thinking about themselves, but I was just so insecure about things. And now it's not like I'm overly confident. I just feel fantastic. It takes the weight of those thoughts away. Like I'm just free. I feel free. I don't know any other way to say it. Now, I'm very excited to see how I'm going to feel like getting this stuff done to my face because this is relatively new. Like I've always, my face was my moneymaker. Like that, no matter how weird my body would get, like I've, I've always loved my, not always, but you know, as an adult, I've really liked my face, okay? Um, but with the the eyelid wrinkles and my jawline disappearing very rudely I might add just fucking gone that part I don't like I don't like my profile and when I see myself like when I'm getting ready when I look in the mirror and let's say I'm talking to somebody while I'm getting ready and I see the expressions that I make I'm like whose fucking eyelids are those those are not mine but that's what everybody says I guess when you get old it's like Things just change and you feel like you look a certain way, but then you look in the mirror and you're like, oh, oh." (laughs) that's kind of how I feel. So I'm very excited to get this treatment done on my skin and, you know, these little tweaks where I don't think anybody's going to be like, oh my God, you got an eyelid lift, Um, you know, after the scars heal. I don't think they're going to say that. I don't think they're going to be like, oh my God, you got chin lipo. Oh my God, you got skin tightening. I think they're just going to be like, bitch, you look refreshed. I'm going to be like, yeah, I do. Fuck, yeah, I do. And I think I'm almost convincing Steve. And I told Steve, you could do all the, minus the tit surgery, you could do the surgeries that I'm getting now. If you wanted to sculpt your jawline and do that laser treatment, and he has heavier eyelids, like you could do all that too. I want him to take care of himself and do whatever he wants to do. I don't want him getting a facelift or anything. I won't, I won't stand for that. I'll talk him out of that. Not that he ever would. But he likes to take care of himself. I've got him moisturizing again. So um, 
who knows? Maybe he'll be getting the profound treatment and chin lipo as well. Mm. What else do we have to talk about? I was hoping to go for an hour while my hair's processing, but I don't know if I have much else to say. Let me look at my calendar to think back on what has happened in my life since we talked. I mean, teacher conference. I have a boring life. I'm not a powerhouse like I used to be, okay? No, I feel like there's nothing. 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 I got nothing. Oh, God, what's happening? Okay, it's still recording. Oh, let's talk about shows that I'm watching. Okay, there's a series. It's on Netflix. It's called Fall of the House of Fall of the House of Usher. And I'm like, oh my God. When they were when they were advertising for it, I didn't watch any of the advertisements, but I saw just the name of it. And I'm like, oh my God. I didn't know Usher. Like, I didn't know shit happened with him. I don't remember any of that. Steve's like, oh, don't you remember? <laughs> so dumb the show isn't about usher at all it's about a family it is so good so creepy this halloween weekend i highly recommend if you haven't binged it definitely binge that i have been obsessed with the new 90 day fiance and the new um 90 days the other way and then well it's not new but i just watched the whole season of 90 day uk loved all of it it's been my cozy comfort watch. Um, I watched the Real Housewives of New York, the the new one, the recap, not the recap, the reunion. I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed this season. I didn't, it's nothing I would write home about, but I really, I did enjoy it. And I do think that there could be a future for, you know, a next season, but there just wasn't real drama everybody was very subdued I think Sai has the um Sai could bring some shit I don't really love Sai but she was the only like bitch like strong personality in there um what else oh my gosh a horrifying movie we didn't finish it last night I could only well I'm taking Benadryl to fall asleep I usually take melatonin but after I realized that, shit, I should not be taking melatonin, so I took Benadryl last night. But Benadryl, two Benadryls doesn't do much for me, so I have to be very, very careful to not miss my window of being drugged into sleep. And so we stopped the movie when there's probably like 20 minutes left, but it's called You Should Have Left. And I want to say it's on Netflix or Hulu. It is so good, so scary, so creepy so well done. I don't know what the ending is like, which I don't, you know this about me. I don't give a shit about the ending of anything. I, but I highly recommend this movie. Like I was watching Love is Blind. I did not watch the wedding episodes and I did not watch the finale, like the tell all because I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. I will hear like I like watching the meat of the situation. And then I know that I'll hear about the rest of it on um, TikTok or whatever. Speaking of TikTok, I think I'm going to kind of document my journey um, with my surgery and everything on TikTok as opposed to Instagram. Instagram is kind of my go-to now, but 
I like, I, I think it would be better to do on TikTok. That way it's a place where the videos sit and stay as opposed to doing stories. And I don't want to do fucking reels on Instagram. That just, it's not the place. It's not my vibe. So I'm, I will probably be sharing things on Instagram, but I, I'm going to make the videos permanent on TikTok so that people can go back and watch. I See, now I wish I would have done that with the last um, surgery because I did it on Instagram. But luckily you have podcasts to fill you in on all the dirty details. Um, I think I'm going to sign off for now. I almost feel a little bit emotional. I really hope I don't die. Not for me, but for you people, <laughs> for my daughters, for Steve, and for you. And um, if you believe you're a good candidate for Steve's next wife, you can go ahead and email the lady Heather Pod at is it gmail.com or yahoo.com? Hold on, let me look. Um, let's see. This is very important. Okay, it's the lady Heather Pod at yahoo.com. If you feel like you'd be a good candidate or know somebody who, who would be a good candidate, you can shoot your resumes in. And if I don't die, I'll just delete them all or I'll save them for my next surgery or my next risky adventure. And um, yeah, I love you guys. From the bottom of my fucking heart, I, again, cannot tell you how much it means to me that you let me spend so much time with you. This is such a personal thing for me and for you. And I just, I feel honored and I appreciate it. And I hope that I wake up after surgery looking fly and that we have so many more things to talk about. Please, it's my dying wish, leave me a five-star review and, um, you know, write how fabulous I am and how much you love me. Do I deserve it? Absolutely not. But if I'm going to die, then fuck yes, I deserve it. Okay. So please. I love you to the moon. Bye.